Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 4 of the Warriors and Warfare series. This fourth session in the series is entitled Raising Future Warriors. On the last broadcast, Brotherick began by reviewing the first three lessons in the series. Then he introduced us to the first of three types of leaders, Gideon, a reluctant leader. On this broadcast, he asked his wife Debbie to come and read our text, found in Judges chapter 8, verses 23 through 35. Then he teaches us the five levels of ministry and the first two of three things Gideon did or did not do. And now... Here's Brother Rick. Listen to this. This is Judges 8, 23 through 35. <clears throat> then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you that you would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, We will willingly give them. And they spread a garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about their camels' necks. And Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, even in Ophrah. And all Israel went thither a-whoring after it, which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. And Jeroboam, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had threescore and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. And his concubine that was in Shechem, she bare him a, she also bare him a son whose name he called Abimelech and Gideon the son of Joash died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash his father in Ophrah of the Abazarites and it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel turned again and sent a whoring after Balaam and made Baal Bareth their god And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. 
neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerubbabel, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed unto Israel. See, it's important to understand that God is a generational God. How many of you know that? Did you know that he is the one that named himself a generational God? It is God that revealed that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you have to understand that ministry, all true ministry happens at five levels. And, and, and this is not in my notes, but probably needs to be in yours. I want to give you five numbers, and I want you to say them with me. One, three, twelve. 70 multitude ministry happens on five levels it happened with abraham abraham isaac and jacob jacob has 12 sons 70 go down to egypt and a multitude comes out happens with moses he has her and aaron and joshua he has 12 spies 70 elders and leads a multitude it happens with jesus jesus has john peter james and john the 12 he ordains 70 and sends them out and he leads a multitude what you've got to understand is most of us start ministry with a multitude mentality we want to reach the big numbers. But can I tell you where the real impact comes? It comes in the small numbers. Because when you face your Calvary, and believe me, you got a cross, the first people that will leave you is the multitude. Second group that will leave you is the 70. The next group that will lead you is the 12. Three will kind of tag along with you, but one will be at the cross to take charge of your mother. We don't have generational impact because we have multitude mentality. We don't realize the impact of dealing with the few. The older I get, the more I want to sit around with young leaders and pour out my heart. I've had opportunity to speak to hundreds of thousands of people. Debbie and I was in a meeting in India, 325 plus thousand people. 55,000 people come to Jesus in one night. 143,000 gave their life to Jesus in that four-day meeting. You know how many of them I know? The leader that took me there. How many of you understand? I cannot mentor or develop or disciple 55,000 people or 143,000 people, but I can have one. I can have three. I can have 12. I can make an impact in 70 lives. You listening to me? You can't lead the multitude to greatness. You can only lead them to Jesus. You can't develop them. You don't have that ability. Nobody has that ability. And what I come to realize is I want to spend my life lighting torches before my light goes out. God in heaven, if we could get a hold of this principle. When I was a kid, we didn't have G.I. Joes, G.I. Janes. We had met none of their family. We had no toys. We made our toys. Anybody remember those days? You take a stick, put a tricycle wheel on it, and push it to West Virginia. But that was it. I mean, we didn't have all these kind of things that everybody else has. But one of the things I used as a toy when I was a kid was a magnifying glass. How many of you remember when it was a magnifying glass at the house all the time? Because people didn't have these. Yeah, still have one. I, in fact, I have two of them because I got two grandkids, and I'm going to buy a third so I can get one back. But anyway, we didn't have glasses, so what they would do is it was a magnifying glass. It had a silver rim. Anybody remember that? Had a black handle, had a little gold button or a little silver button at the end. That was my toy. I'd take that thing outside, and I'd make a bug that big, that big. See, it didn't take a lot to fascinate me when I was a kid. But anyway, I, I would make these bugs bigger. And one day I got bored, and I laid it down in the yard, and I was doing something other else, and I heard on this sunshiny day a whoo. And I looked back, and all of a sudden that thing 
set them leaves on fire. Everything changed for me that day. I become the community arson. I was no longer interested in making bugs bigger. I was interested in setting bugs on fire. How many of you understand that that's exactly what's happened in my life? When I started ministry, it's about bigger, bigger, bigger. Now it's about fire, fire, fire. I want to set some on fire before I leave here. Can I hear an amen today? We need to be focusing on setting some on fire. And can I tell you, you'll never set them on fire without focus. Hear what I'm telling you? So it's very important. See, Gideon had 70 sons. That means he was prosperous. He had the one, the three, the 12, and the 70. Do you understand that? And he had led a multitude. He had a full and complete life. What did he do with it? He was reluctant. He was afraid he wasn't qualified. Well, can I answer the question for you? You are not qualified. Okay, let's move along. Amen. I said to the Lord, Lord, if I do that, they'll think I'm foolish. The Lord spoke back and said, you are foolish. Let's get on with it. How many of you know we are foolish? Ain't none of us got anything to offer God. We don't have anything to offer him. He has everything to offer us. And heaven's never going to draw over the angels and say, check that one out right there, how brilliant he is. Don't even try that. Just open your heart up to train the next generation in whatever capacity you can touch them. Look what Gideon done. Throw it up there, mama. Let's look. Number one, he chose the royalties of the kingdom of the king and ignored the responsibility of the king. He said, now listen, it sounds spiritual. Neither my son or I will rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Now that sounded wonderful, but how many of you know that started Israel's decline? And when you look throughout the book of Judges, you'll find out in 17-1, you'll read the same scripture four times. There was no king in Israel, so everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Why was there no king in Israel? Because Gideon abdicated the position God had called him to. He didn't lead. He didn't lead. Listen to me. If you don't lead, it's not just going to affect you. What did he want? The first thing he wanted, he said, I will not be king nor my sons, but I sure would like to have one of them kingly robes. Them things are really styling. So they made him one. And he sold his generations for 1,700 shekels. Listen, there's people getting less than that, by the way. Some of them's giving it away. Man, we got a generation to touch Chose the royalties, ignored the responsibilities. Sound anything like a modern-day prosperity message to you? We want all the royalties of the kingdom of God. We want the crown, brother, but just don't give us the cross. You know, we, we want all the amenities of the kingdom. Just don't ask anything of us, you know. Don't be asking us for a commitment. We're already coming to church on Sunday. What do you want? Listen to me, friend. When you gave your life to Jesus, do you know when you shook your head, you didn't just receive him as Savior. You received him as Lord, and you positioned yourself as his servant all in the same nod. Everybody do this with me. That's what you said. Yes, you're my Savior. You're my Lord. I'm your servant, and I give up my rights. I hear people say, well, listen, I got rights. No, you don't. If you're a Christian, you gave them up. I remember when God called me to go to Texas, and if you've known me over 30 minutes, you know I don't like Texas. Texas is a bad experience for me. <laughs> but I remember calling my mom to get a second opinion on God because I didn't want to go to Texas. thought my mom maybe could talk him out of it. So I said to my mom, I said, listen, mom, I, I just want to tell you the Lord spoke to me to go to Texas. What do you think? Aren't we crazy with our questions? 
My mother said, I got something I need to share with you. I said, what? She said, you don't belong to me. And I thought, I don't belong to you. I'm the 14th child. Surely y'all didn't put in for adoption. You know, what are you saying? I don't belong to you. <laughs> and then she said, you don't even belong to you. She said, did you give your life to Jesus or did you not give your life to Jesus? I said, I gave it to Jesus. She said, well, then you're wasting time. You better get off here, buddy boy, and get to packing. How many of you know you don't have a right to choose what you do with your life? You gave your life to Jesus. Mm. I better move along because y'all ain't liking this. Let's go to point two. I want to show you something. He set a snare for the people through his own greed. How many of you know that you can get so self-focused that you trip up everybody else? He set a snare. That robe he had built so he would gratify his own greed became a snare to Israel, Mac. And they went whoring at it, and it became an idol to them. Do you understand that some of the things you think is a blessing is going to be the very destruction of your children? We've seen it happen time and again. People work hard, build up a nest egg, give it to their children, and the children never speak again. Do you understand some of those things you think are the security of their life will be the destruction of all generational blessings? It's very important you understand that nothing will focus them like a focused life on Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.